Welcome to the Business of Dance podcast, where we discuss business growth, dance education, creating your dream business, and falling in love with your studio all over again. Now, here's your host, business coach, educator, and owner of Dance Energy Studios, Claire O'Shea. Hey guys, it's Claire O'Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Business of Dance podcast. In today's episode, I want to cover a subject I feel is not discussed enough in the entrepreneur community. We've all been or may still be in the state of hustle, which is a really necessary component of being a business owner, especially in the beginning. But in this episode, I want to cover my top tips that will help prevent what I like to call a business owner burnout. Now, you may have bitten off a little more than you can chew or you don't have much of a team or staff at the moment for you to even delegate certain tasks to. But I believe that with these tips, you'll be able to lighten the load a little bit and feel more in control of your business and life. So let's dive straight into the show. Number one is to pick a daily turn off time and it is so easy for us business owners to constantly be on our phones or computers while at home after hours. There is always going to be an email to answer or a problem that may need to be solved but we are so on nearly almost of the time if not all day that sometimes it can be really hard to turn off our brains and our devices. For a business owner, office hours can feel basically like 24-7 as there is always something to be done and there's always that next project to be worked on. But what has really, really helped myself along with other business owners that I've spoken to is picking a turn-off time. And this is a time of day or evening where we don't answer any more emails, we don't connect with our staff, we don't create new lesson plans or anything. So Of course, some of us may be night owls and feel more creative in the evening or may have children. So the best time to work is the evenings. But the beauty is you can really choose your own turn off time. Now, for me, I basically decided to create a rule where when I got home from the studio of an evening, I wouldn't go onto my laptop. So at first, this was really hard to do. So when my partner and I lived apart from one another, because I didn't really, when I got home, it was just sort of me and I didn't really, you know, didn't have anything else to do other than watch TV or relax, which is should I should have done. I just jumped on my laptop and worked on something else. And it got into such a habit that I really was working until, you know, 11 p.m. or midnight every night and then getting up at, you know, six or seven in the morning and starting work straight away. So it it was it was a bad habit to be in and I did notice that it was affecting the way I thought about my business and really the amount of time that I was having off. So I tried to it took a little while but I tried to create a rule for myself when I got home from the studio that I wouldn't jump on my laptop to work anymore. Now, that is not to say that I never work when I get home from the studio. There is times of the year or or special circumstances where I have to, and that's totally fine. But in general, I try not to get back on my computer when I get home from the studio, and that's just the rule that works for me. But I don't have children, so it's easy for me to work in the morning between like 6 and 8 a.m. when a lot of people with kids would be getting them ready for daycare or for school, so... You know, whatever works for you is totally fine. And it's just about trying to create patterns for yourself, essentially, to have a little bit more balance in your day to day. Now, I don't necessarily believe in work life balance. I think that it's so dependent on the time of year that we're in, the season that we're in, the type of business that we're in, or even like the period of time that we're in with our business, whether we be new business owners or have established businesses. 
But I do think we can work to create a little bit more of that downtime because as business owners, we don't get annual leave and we don't get, you know, sick days. Even if we're sick at home, there's always something to be done. We have to find covers for work and all of those things. So just by creating a little bit of a schedule or like a ritual for yourself to turn off is really awesome. So by doing this, it will really help to kind of eliminate stress as you have then designated a time where you are not a business owner or not even not a business owner, but you're not working in the business or on the business or you are not at work. So look at your schedule or just think about your schedule and try and choose a turn off time. And I'm saying in general, based on what works for you. And I promise you will see a difference in both your productivity during the day when at work, as well as the stress levels when you relax knowing work hours are over. So I did find that whenever I was sitting down to watch TV or just relax a little bit, I always felt guilty because I had kind of created a pattern in my mind that when I sat on the couch or I was watching a movie or a TV show that I should be working at the same time and I was never doing both properly. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure even if you can watch TV properly, but meaning that when I was working, I was sort of had a TV on the background. So I was doing probably the same amount of work, just really stretched out of a longer period of time. Whereas if I just had designated probably half an hour in the next morning to finish off those tasks, it would have got done versus spending a couple hours whilst watching the TV the night before. Number two is to prioritize. We all know what it's like to plan our weekly or even monthly schedule out, all highlighted and color-coded and mapped out. It looks really great and all we have to do now is actually start. And it can really seem terrifying and sometimes we really don't even know where to start. But prioritizing is such an amazing tool when we can implement it properly. So I've discussed my thoughts before about multitasking and how it can really take away your focus on a particular task and can really cause even more stress as you were trying to do two or more things at once. And I did read a stat the other day that said like, you know, when you're splitting yourself between two activities, when you go back to focus on the other one, it takes your brain like six minutes or something to get refocused on that activity you were originally doing. So you're doing that like all the time when email bings, you open up your email and you go back to doing your project. Just think about the sort of wasted time that you're doing on, you're using on flip-flopping between tasks. So we actually, like I said, we'll save ourselves a lot of time going over and over the same task if we just focus on that one thing at a time. And if you have no idea where to start, I suggest first writing out the tasks that need to be completed that week or month and then work backwards. So if a task is going to take a couple of days, plan out what you need to do each day until it's completion. And same goes for a longer task. If you know you need to create lesson plans and they can take a few hours or even a whole curriculum and you have some spare time on a certain day, but know that the next day you are jam-packed, work it in so you are not stressing and scrambling to get it done when you know you don't have time. And knowing how long things can take and what is needed to be completed first will really help you to manage your time and eliminate some anxiety when planning out your schedule. Now, depending on you as the person, you might like to kind of block out certain periods where you work on, you know, a general group of tasks, whether that one by one, not all together, obviously, or you might like to sort of map out, you know, each 30 minutes or hour in your designated work time. So to really have a set schedule of what is to be done. So it just depends on like how disciplined you are, how you work best, you know you, and if you're not sure, try it out a couple of different ways and see what works. 
But also remember everything that we do creates time. So it's all about creating habits so that when you are working, you are working at your optimal rate. Number three is to outsource. Now you may not be in the position right now to hire or take on new team members and that's totally fine, but there are so many forms of outsourcing that can be affordable and sort of one off and save you a lot of time. And as I've discussed in previous episodes, you can outsource as big or as a little task as you need. And the prices can really vary depending on the task and skill level of the freelancer. So if you do have team members who you trust, trial them and they can take on a few more responsibilities with in their current role, which will free up some time for you to focus on other tasks. Otherwise, hiring a one-off or even part-time freelancer or VA to help answer emails, revamp your website, or simply just to write a blog post or your newsletter can help you really check a few items off your list and can benefit you and your business in the long run. I think outsourcing is really such a wonderful option for business owners, especially in the age of technology, as you can delegate tasks to skillful individuals without having to be there in person with them. So for instance, if you know that your website needs redoing and you know it's going to be such a huge, huge thing for you to do, you can go out and find someone who's experienced in that area. And depending on your budget, you can really kind of dictate I guess what you're willing to spend and what your maximum is and then that does determine I guess the skill level and things but you know if you it's probably better than what you were going to do anyway or if it was me it probably would be so I you know I really encourage you to work to your strengths and use VAs and outsourcing as you know like an extra limb to your body if that makes sense. And again, if you are concerned about the money aspect, I really suggest to try it out for a one-off task and then go from there. And at the end of the day, it is an investment in our business, but it can really pay off big time as well as steer you away from burnout and in the direction of success in the long term. And I have talked about it many times before, but some really good websites to check out would be Fiverr.com, which is F-I-V-E-R-R, and Upwork, which is also fantastic. Number four is about staying focused on your vision. So when we are creating or running our businesses, it is so easy for us to lose the big picture at times. We work so hard and long hours at different times of the year or all the time, and we focus on the nitty gritty in order to grow or build our business, or that's what we think we're doing. But of course, we do have a vision in mind or what what our original goal was or what our next goal is, and that is what can help keep us on track working on the bigger picture items to really move us forward. Now, I know that those little day-to-day tasks are not just going to get themselves done, but if we don't ever take a step back and think about that, we can just get into kind of, you know, this a cycle of just doing emails and marking the role and taking our classes, which all has to get done. I'm not saying they're not valuable, but if we don't ever do anything to work on a bigger project or grow our business or move our business in, the same direction or in a different direction, well, then it's really just going to be the same. And if you're really wanting to keep it the same, well, then that's awesome. But from the majority of studio owners that I speak with and work with, they're always wanting to grow or, you know, improve or, you know, just take it in a different direction or have a different role within their business. And to do that, we need to take the steps to make that work. 
Now, this can obviously be easier said than done, but it does only take a few moments to really get back on track and remember why we are doing this in the first place. So a few tips I have for this are to create a vision board, whether it be on like a pin board or in a diary. You can meditate and visualize what the end result is and where you want your business to go and focus on how you want to feel. So sometimes meditating, visualizing is a bit woo-woo for some people and that's totally fine. But it really does provide a sense of clarity if you're not sure what the next step is for you as well. And I just encourage you to give it a go. If it doesn't work, don't worry, don't do it. That's fine. But a lot of people I speak to find it super helpful and awesome. And you can even write down why you are doing and what you do every day and read that out loud every morning. So you could create like your sort of own manifesto as a business owner. You could even get it framed, make it look gorgeous, put it up on the wall in front of you. So it really is a driving like force in your business and you get to see it and everything that you do is working towards that. And if you remind yourself why you were working so hard, you can feel like you were accomplishing more with all that we do. And in time, you'll look back and see how far you've actually come. So it is so important to create new goals, but I think reflection is just as important because I'm sure if you're, well, there's a lot of people I've spoken to and for myself, I'm always setting myself new goals. And sometimes I can get really frustrated if I've not hit that student target or an income target or, you know, that class goal, or if we've, you know, lost a student in this class, or it's just not doing what exactly I want it to do. And I can be like, oh, you know, it's not working. What's wrong? Blah, blah, blah. But if I really look back at where I started, I'm like, oh my goodness, I would never have even dreamed at being at this point where I am right now. And that's just normal. It's life. Like this is my reality right now, but five years ago, I wouldn't have imagined being in this position and that's okay. But that's why it's always really awesome to reflect as well. So you can actually give yourself the pat on the back that you really deserve. And lastly, my big tip is to really give yourself a break and it might not be a physical break. It could be just a mental break. I the other day saw a graphic on Instagram and I did repost it and it said difficult roads lead to beautiful destinations. And I really do believe that. But sometimes as studio owners, we can just really feel like we're being pulled in a thousand directions. We're meant to be team leaders. We're meant to be business owners. We're meant to be marketers. We're meant to be nurturers and carers and educators and all of these wonderful things, which is such a blessing, but it can be overwhelming. And it's really clear and obvious to me why it can lead to burnout. So I just want to encourage you to, you know, when you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, or you feel like you aren't hitting your targets or your goals, just to take a step back and just allow yourself the time and the space to say like, that's okay. Wherever you are in your life right now is where you need to be. And I do think that obviously hard work and all of those things will pay off in the long run, but there might be a week or a day or two weeks where you're just not very productive and you're just not getting a lot done. And that's okay. We don't need to be working at 110%, 100% of the time. It's just not doable. It's not possible no matter where you are in your life situation, whether that be young and with a new business or, you know, more established with children or, you know, you might be towards the end of your career and wanting to, you know, do a lot more and, you know, create new things. Wherever we are in our businesses, I just want to give you the permission to have a day off or even have a morning off or even have a coffee without checking your emails at the same time. It's okay. 
and it's okay to feel overwhelmed. I think sometimes we try and always be so in control and myself included that when it does seem a bit too much, I think we even put pressure on ourselves then to be in control and to be, you know, a good leader and all of these things, which is really, you know, amazing, but it's okay to not be okay. And I just wanted to let you know that I hear you and I see you and I know this is a crazy business to be a part of. And I just want to say it's not just you. It happens to me. It happens to my clients. It happens to my friends. So it's just a part of owning a business in general. And I think that we are so passionate about what we do, which is wonderful, but it can sometimes lead to overwhelm. So I hope that these tips help you a little bit and they relieve, you know, even a little bit of pressure in order to help you prevent a burnout and it can be tricky at times as we want to stay in the hustle and it's really important to work hard but remember it's okay to ask for help and take time for yourself so stay on track by prioritizing your tasks and keep that vision clear and you will see major changes or even small changes in your business from week to week I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are in the world and I look forward to speaking with you really soon bye for now thank you for listening to the business of dance podcast For show notes and other episodes, please go to businessofdance.net slash podcast. To learn more about Business of Dance and stay up to date with all the episode releases, as well as lots of extra studio tips and tricks, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or wish to be a guest on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at businessofdance.net. We appreciate you taking the time to rate and review us on iTunes and wish you a great day. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And until then, keep dancing your way to the business you have always desired.